0: Today's Your Stories is brought to you by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. Thanks, Basecamp! Mother, our know. stories! It's like your stories, but you're just gonna hear us talking. Us is the Nerdalogs. I'm here with Jando. Hello! And Katie. I'm
1: Katie.
0: That's Katie. Uh, so if you listened to the last episode of the podcast, this is He-Man and She-Ra, which is pretty it's, cool. It's my, true.
1: My boyfriend asked me if I could do the She-Ra voice while banged.
0: Oh my god, really? Also, yeah. it's the most Katie thing. <laughs> That you could have said to start. That's
1: pretty weird,
2: because your boyfriend asked me if I could do the He-Man voice while he banged.
0: Wow. Yeah. Did, did Logan have a threesome with He-Man and she I'm
1: not saying no. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh, I have to ask, guys, when you first got that script, were you like, wow, I can't believe it, this is a dream come true for me? <laughs> the only answer I'll accept is yes.
2: So, I did say wow.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: Uh yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, that was a lot of fun. That was that was so fun for me. If you guys haven't listened, I highly recommend it. It's real real goofy. Um, I do need to give a small bit of credit that I forgot on the live episode, which is to my friend Ismail Saeed, who uh, held on to those scripts for years when I went through like a bunch of different computers. He had them on a like a floppy drive and he sent them to me last year, uh out of nostalgia, and that was part of what got me thinking, Oh man, I could I could revisit this, so thank you, Ismail, for doing that. He also gave me uh, writing advice back when I was fourteen, which clearly I didn't take much of. But you know,
2: dude, I don't know. I think you don't. I think you know. Give your fourteen-year-old self enough credit. He like, sucks. Yeah, <laughs> he's a monster. <laughs> it was good. I'm telling you, the, like, <laughs> watch if you if you're not familiar with He Man, if you went to if you were at the show, if you listen to the show, and you're like, "What is this?" Watch some some He Man episodes on YouTube. And you'll see how true it is to the series. Yeah,
1: I, it reads like a He-Man episode written by the adults that wrote (laughs) He-Man. Right,
2: right. Which doesn't mean it, doesn't mean it's good, but it means it's an accurate representation and a uh, worthy uh, follow-up to the show.
1: Yes.
0: One of the adults who wrote He-Man PS, J. Michael Straczynski, also Paul Dini. They had some real big writers on that show. Yeah.
1: I don't know who those people
0: are. So, Paul Dini was one of the brains behind Batman the Animated Series, and J. Michael Straczynski was the creator of Babylon 5. Ah. Yeah. He didn't write any of the episodes that we watched. I made these guys watch a couple episodes to prepare. We watched part of the Shira ra origin, and then we watched... Oh, no. That was the only episode I showed you, right? Mm-hmm. But then I gave you the link to the one where Orko gets captured by Hordak, which is a really funny episode and i'm sure that's what joe was channeling for his orco
2: <laughs> i know for for preparation uh, although it didn't help i watched a youtube clip of Skeletor doing insults yeah. <laughs> you were not Skeletor. No, it was
1: just
0: fun to watch yeah
1: you get in the right brain space
0: yeah Man, Kevin was a great Skeletor. Yeah, it was really here's a little bit of uh, in, uh, inside baseball. So Joe wanted so hard to be Skeletor, and both Kevin and Jando's impressions were just like a little bit closer, and it killed him so much inside. <laughs> but every time he tried to do Skeletor, he just kept doing a different version of Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, I don't have any GI Joe fan fiction to share. So
2: Yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. That's true. I joke that next year I'm going to uh, do my Savage Brothers crossover, Girl Meets the Grinder. So yes! maybe by then we'll be famous enough that Fred and Ben will just come hang out and read it with us.
1: Yeah, by then. Yeah, we're not famous enough yet.
0: I mean, I don't know. You, you let's all tweet at Ben Savage. Maybe he'll he'll assent.
2: Which one? Which one's the
0: less famous one? Probably Ben. Which one's Ben? The Corey Matthews. Okay, yeah. yeah. Fred is the Wonder Years.
2: Yeah. I don't know, I mean, well, Fred's doing a show now too, right? The Grinder, yeah. Okay, oh, oh, you're that right. That show's yeah. really good. So they're both in a, sh- yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. Man. Let's, let's hit up Ben. Yeah, I hit up Ben. He's just on Disney Channel. Fred's on Fox, so. <laughs>
2: okay, there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, so this isn't just about my weird fanfiction proclivities. Uh, so the day that you hear this, or the day it releases, is one day after uh, I've gone to St. Louis to see my hero Bruce Springsteen in concert. So I'll have ideally had a religious experience yesterday. So I thought it would be fun to talk about, uh, concert stories. Uh, because that's on my mind this weekend. I know we got a couple musical people here. Uh, Katie and Jando. So, uh, yeah, do you guys have some cool concert stories you want to talk about?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I got, I got, so I have a collection, I guess more just a thought. Uh, so I've been to a lot of concerts. Being the, being the the youngest child of three uh, children, I was given the most leniency. So, like, my brother and sister went to a concert that took me with them. When they were, like, teenagers, well into their grunge phase phase of, like, the mid-90s, they took me. So, the first concert I went to, I think it was seven or eight. And it was Q101's Jamboree, uh, like, 97 or something. And, like, I, I, I don't remember the lineup now. I looked it up uh, earlier. But, like, it had some crazy acts. Like, I didn't really, like, I think Smashing Pumpkins when they were good at the time they were on there and like, these like crazy bands that like, I'm sure I didn't appreciate uh, uh, listening to it then. I was like, too, like, Garbage uh, was on there. Um, remember that one band who did uh, a song for the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack? Uh, they like, Love me, love me. Oh yeah, yeah. If
1: they're p-
2: the cardigans. The, cardigans, the cardigans. Yes, yeah. they were there. Uh, so all these bands that were like really good, and, and uh, like, I was like, this is pretty cool because I could deep nachos and it's outside. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't get it at all. Uh, but I've been to a lot of concerts since then. I, 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 I like Queens of the Stone Age. I've seen um, uh, uh, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains without Lane Staley. Uh, a couple of times. Uh, Audio Slave, a big Chris Cornell fan, so I've uh, <laughs> seen them a few times. Uh, but the concert that I went to, that I felt the most, uh, I guess, uh, a visceral reaction or emotional reaction to, I saw Rage Against the Machine when they did like a reunion tour randomly a few years ago. Uh, it wasn't for an album, it wasn't for anything, they weren't coming back together, they just decided to do a reunion tour. Um, and it was at, I want to say... Uh, it was an outdoor stadium in... Wisconsin, in right? Yeah,
0: Dwight yeah. was at that show, actually. Oh, yeah, uh, what are they called? Yeah, it's on the amphitheater.
2: Right, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, it's this big, uh, kind of like bowl. And at the bottom of the bowl uh, is, the, is the stage. So we didn't have any access other than, like, to, it was really hard. The tickets sold out immediately. So uh, a buddy of mine and I went, and we just had the furthest lawn seat tickets you can get. Um, but it was packed. And it was raining, and it was just awful. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age opened. Queens of the Stone Age is my favorite band. So they opened. So it was already an amazing concert. And then Rage Against the Machine plays. And something happens to everyone in the crowd, including me. And I wasn't a teenager at the time. I was like in my mid-twenties. Like, <laughs> I was an adult. <laughs> But people just went crazy and started breaking
1: things
2: and like tearing down like, it's like Rage Against the Machine. Like seeing Rage Against the Machine and then performing, they were amazing. Uh, just showed me like that's like group mind and music working at, at its like peak. It was a it was a very powerful experience, and uh, I'm pretty sure if like. They said like, if they got there, they're like, kill Whitey! Like, that we would have all just started killing someone. Like, I think that would have happened. Uh, but it didn't, they were cool. Uh, it was a really good concert though.
0: That's amazing. Also, I wish I had asked Dwight to be here because you guys could swap stories about that. But yeah, actually, in my my senior year of college, I wrote a philosophy paper on how concerts can kind of create an experience like that by giving the crowd like a, a unified perceptual experience to rally around. And I remember my professor being like, make sure to talk about the fact that, you know, that's not always a positive thing. And I think what you've seen, I mean, it's not that what you experienced was negative, but it's on that line where it could have tipped oh, very yeah, easily. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: If we could, like, like, if Trump was there and he was like, <laughs> vote for me, we'd be like,
0: yeah!
2: Which <laughs> is just the most horrendous thing I could think of in the moment. But, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, We're living that right now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, if you're if you're listening to this years from now, Overlord Trump uh, is not yet Overlord. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, this podcast probably won't even be allowed, you know. And uh, starting next year, yeah, take this down. Unless
2: we say Lord. Trump is great. Trump oh is
0: yeah, fine. you're fired. I love when he says that.
2: <laughs> you're fired. <Yeah. laughs> you're fired, mommy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not good at impressions. That's why I read stage directions. <laughs> No, I legit. This is tangent, but I did used to watch Celebrity Apprentice with my buddy Aaron Pinkston. And the other day, he was like, "Don't you feel bad about that?" And now yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I do." But
1: it was a different time. It
0: was. No
1: one. Trump was a reality star, and he's a great like reality star. But now it's too real cause, yeah. But uh, yeah.
0: And like Brett Michaels is on the show, that's why I started watching. Speaking of concerts, like I, I will follow Brett Michaels anywhere for at least a little bit of time.
1: I once <laughs> saw Brett Michaels play a New Year's Rockin' New Year's Eve concert in uh somewhere in Pittsburgh on New Year's Eve. Like in
0: person? Yeah. Oh, that's so dope.
1: And I was just like
0: I don't care about this. <laughs> yeah, I. So my um, my freshman year of college or sophomore year, I went and saw Brett Michaels at Canopy Club, which is like this normally like trendy venue in Urbana, and it was it was uh, he was supporting his new country album, and like clockwork, it was. Bret Michaels song, Poison Song, Bret Michaels song, Poison Song. It was so, like, the set couldn't have been workshopped any harder to, like, make sure people didn't fall asleep, but that they also, like, got enough of the new stuff to want to buy it, but it was still a cool show. I love Bret Michaels.
2: That's
1: awesome. Oh, Eric.
0: I know. I love him. Can I be on Rock of Love? Or am I fired? Is
1: that the catchphrase from Rock of Love? Yeah, I think so.
0: Sorry, you have VD. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't even. I barely know what that show is about. Except it was like The Bachelor, but Brett Michaels was hooking up yeah, with a lot just of women.
1: Like, um, what was the other one? Ready for Love? No. What's the one? What was the one with Flavor Flav? Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love. Yeah. And then
2: there was I Love New York, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Ready for Love I was New York. A show on NBC, I believe, that was produced by Eva Longoria who, um, she, like, had these, like, matchmakers paired with these dudes. And all of the women that they were to choose from looked the exact same. And, uh, at the beginning of every show, they had... They revealed these women by pulling this, like, curtain back or I think it was doors or panels, something, something like a curtain. And you would watch the women walk down these very steep stairs in their satin dresses and their high heels and they all look like baby giraffes about to fall over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Dating shows are weird. Yeah. Yeah. What's your concert story?
1: Um, I had a hard time deciding which one I wanted to tell, so I guess I'll tell the story. Well, Eric, we just had a really great experience. We went to um, we went to Nashville to see because Jenny Lewis did this really cool thing where she did a mini tour to celebrate the 10 year anniversary of her first solo album, Rabbit Fur Coat, and it's a solo album that's kind of country esque. Um, Yeah, definitely like, yeah, yeah, folky country. Yeah, folky country that she recorded with the Watson twins. And I I think, did she record it in Nashville, Eric?
0: I believe so. The Watson twins are for sure from Nashville. (laughs) Yes.
1: So um, she played three shows, one in LA, one in New York. I think she did two in New New York. No,
0: she added one in Philly. She
1: added one in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. And then one in Nashville and at, at the Ryman and... Uh, I went to college in Nashville, and I have seen a few shows at the Ryman, and it is the best place to see a concert. Like, hands down. The sound is the best. There's not really a bad seat in the house unless you're directly behind, like, a pillar on the ground floor. Um, but it was, it, yeah, it was, so I was like yeah, I want to go see her. And Logan and I were thinking of going to see her in L.A., but then Eric, as a joke, said, hey, are we going to Nashville? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so...
0: That'll teach me. Yeah,
1: it will teach you. So we went to Nashville um, to see Jenny play at the Ryman, and it was, like, really a really magical, like atmosphere in the whole building the whole building was buzzing before the show started there were other celebrities there i saw connie Britton and her perfect hair oh, she's so beautiful and um also like logan and i uh wanted to get some merch because there was very like <laughs> special merch for the tour <laughs> And the merch line was so long because there was just one dude working and everybody wanted merch. And we were in line behind what had to have been the drunkest people I've ever met in my life. And, um, the woman who, this, the, one of the women in front of us began to engage us and we were like, oh, yay. Cause we had heard her talking previously to her engaging us and we were like, wow, she is so drunk and so entertaining. <laughs> um, And some of my favorite things that she said were, I believe that all of the not-hot people are breeding out of the gene pool because no ugly people are having sex with each other. (laughs) She also said, Oh, my friends look at my 17-year-old son the wrong way. He's very handsome. He does pageants. You ever heard of male pageants? Tuxedo rentals are (laughs) expensive. And then her husband, who was her second husband, we found out, And not the father of this kid was like, that guy could, that kid could just smile and make some money. And they, (laughs) (laughs) and he also at another point said, she's older than me, but she's fasty. And I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole building was just filled with people who were really excited to be there, and some of them were wasted out of their minds. Um, And when the show started, it was... Everybody was, like, immediately excited and loud and cheering, but Jenny Lewis and the Watson twins came out um, unamplified, holding candles and singing the first song off of Rabbit Fur Coat, and... You can get away with that in the Ryman because the acoustics are insane. And they came and stood in front of all of the amplification and sang the first song, and the whole audience got silent and like because they because it's like music church. You go to worship the 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 music, you know. And um, that just set a really great tone for um, the, the rest of them playing through. The Rabbit Fur Coat album, and it was kind of like well, M Ward opened, and he was great, but like it was kind of like Jenny Lewis was opening for herself because after they played through Rabbit Fur Coat, then they did a bit of a like a costume change, and uh, she just played like a set, a Jenny Lewis set, and it was great. And uh, one of the best parts of the Rabbit Fur Coat set was um, on. Handle Me With Care, which is a Traveling Warberries song. Wilberries. Wilberries. Yeah. I can pronounce things. Um, which was a Traveling Wilberries song. She had... there. There's a part that... Um, who sang it originally?
0: Originally Roy Orbison, mm-hmm. and then it was uh, Connor Oberst on her cover.
1: Yeah. And so those people weren't at this concert. Um, but before the song started... She was like, and ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on the Ryman stage, Mr. Jimmy Buffett. And Jimmy Buffett came out in this bedazzled jacket that was, it was like bedazzled pot leaves on a jacket. And everyone went completely crazy. And it was awesome. And then after that, um, the rabbit fur coat set, um, I have never seen this before in my life, but he got... He came out to sit in his seat and got, like, sheared into his seat, and he was just, like, the sweetest old man, and he was just, like, waving and running to his seat, and like, oh! <laughs> it was pretty great. It was pretty great.
0: Yeah, that, that was incredible. It was
1: incredible. And it, the sound was amazing. It was, like, crisp, and you could hear every note and every subtlety, and, like the instrumentation and the tone of the singer's voices, it was just fantastic.
2: That's amazing to me because living and having grown up in Chicago, I don't think there's a good venue. I know,
0: right? Uh, That's so true.
2: I've been to every venue, like every major venue from like the Metro to like the Riv and like, I don't know. United, I've seen the show. The United. I actually United Center show is probably the best sound I've heard. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't think it, but I think they probably put the most money into the like the sound equipment. Uh-huh. Um, I saw Bruno Mars there, which was also a very. I didn't expect it to be. Uh, it was uh, for my. uh at the time girlfriend now, wife, but like a surprise for her. We got like floor tickets. It was a great show, but the sound was amazing. But everywhere else. It's hard. Like, I think maybe Metro has the best sound of, of, of these places, but it's also really small.
0: Yeah, you can really get, um, like, if you get to Metro late, you're kind of fucked for, yeah. for line of sight. I like Park West a lot. That's I one of my favorites. concert I'm...
1: at Park West. Yeah, me
0: neither. I, I saw actually Jenny Lewis there and Nico Case um, a couple times. It's nice. Really, really good. But yeah, there's not a lot of great venues in Chicago. The Ryman was tremendous. And that Jimmy Buffett shit was, like, the coolest thing I'd seen in the concert since... <laughs> this isn't my story, but, like... Fifteen or so years ago, I saw Billy Joel play Highway to Hell with his roadie singing for his birthday. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, but yeah, Jim, uh, Jimmy Buffett topped that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm
2: trying to think of the wildest... Oh, I mean, I saw um, uh, them Crick Vultures play in uh, Detroit. I went to Detroit. And so it wasn't a special guest, but to see John Paul Jones... Doing something on stage, whatever instrument yeah. just because he played like, pretty much every instrument. And then Dave Grohl behind the drum set was like pretty crazy to me, because those are things that I never thought I'd see again <laughs> like, in my lifetime.
0: Did they play any Zeppelin songs? Uh,
2: I think they did it, uh, I think for the encore, I think they did one of each. I think they did a Foo song, uh, a uh, Queen song, and then a Zeppelin song. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a really good show. It was crazy. So rad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I met, uh, I met Katie's friends after the show, cause we, we split up for the actual concert, but, uh, I, I met her drunk friends at the Jenny Lewis show, and like, <laughs> the part she left out of the story was that the, the woman was definitely, like, slumming it with her second husband. Yeah. He, he looked like, if I don't take care of myself, how I might look in 20 years.
2: I don't think, I mean, what did she look like?
0: Um, hot. yeah, she was good looking.
1: She was hot. She was hot. And I was also like, I also said to her, you did not look old enough to have a 17-year-old son. She's like, we should be Facebook friends, And I don't know what this woman's name was.
0: <laughs> well, I was on you to ask, and now we'll never see her again.
1: I know. Well, she also, uh, throughout our conversation, kept saying, I'm falling, and would almost fall down. And then... <laughs> and then, uh... Uh... At, immediately after Logan, cause, uh, Logan left to go get us more drinks, and immediately after he left the line to get us more drinks, she fell down. Oh <laughs> no. She oh, fell down like with her feet up in the air like a cartoon. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> I think that's ama- like, I, like, that's almost like a superpower to me. Like, I wish I could just announce things like, <laughs> Falling. Oh, I'm falling, I'm oh, falling, I'm gonna pop it, oh, I'm falling,
0: it, <laughs> well, it seems amazing. You, I mean, you gotta get some years on your life, man, that's when you're true. like 45, it's you'll be, sorry. I'm pooping, I'm pooping, <laughs> I'm
2: pooping right
0: you now. You, you you, don't know when that's happening?
2: <laughs> no, I know when it's happening,
0: oh, yeah. but I wish I, well, what, I wish
2: I was, uh, was, able to, have the confidence to announce the things that I was like embarrassed about doing, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, if I was falling, i
1: tried to
0: hide that fact. <laughs> she wanted us to
1: know. <laughs> yeah.
2: She wanted support. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: falling. I'm falling. It I'm falling. <laughs>
0: But yeah, that Jenny Lewis show, like, I it made me realize how much of, uh, how seminal of an album Rabbit for Coat is to, like, my life, and it was really cool to hear it all live. And so yesterday, in podcast land, I'll have heard The River, because that's the tour spring scenes on, and that's really exciting, too. That's another big album for me. Like, those are probably two of my top ten, so it's really huge getting all kinds of good music this year.
2: Been beat up and battered round Been sent up and I've been shot down You're the best thing that I've ever found Handle me with care Reputation's changeable Situation's tough tar-
0: I guess I can tell my story though. Yeah. So this is a story of what happened the last time I went and saw Bruce Springsteen, which was September twenty twelve in Chicago. And it was a crazy day uh, like when you talk think about like highs and lows in the same day, like man, this is a real I wanna use a really clever metaphor, emotional roller coaster. Oh right? I know. Made that one up myself. Because on the way to this concert I got pickpocketed, which oh. had never happened to me before. I was on uh, I was on the red line going to Addison, and it was like rush hour, and so I didn't really think twice. Like the train car was obviously full, and I didn't really think twice about like a dude like getting up a little too close on me. And then when I stepped off the train, I realized I had no wallet. I'm like, oh, that's why he was doing that. So uh, I remember like I I had at that point like something like twenty percent cell phone battery, and I'm like, how many credit card cancellation calls can I make? before this phone dies and also i have to meet my friend here because he was driving up from springfield so we were going to meet at one of the cubs statues at wrigley so i didn't even like at that point we weren't together the guy was meeting who had my tickets by the way So I start to make all these phone calls phone is dying 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 the worst is at that point I was also taking care of my grandmother and I had her credit cards So I had to call her banks and then they also needed to talk to her to get authorization from her So we had to do a three-way call and she was hard of hearing and just like slight dementia So trying to explain to her what happened and her not freaking out about my life was horrifying like it was so Stressful so I have like three percent cell phone battery left at the end of this. Craig is running so late. The concert's supposed to start. That's my friend who's meeting me. The concert's supposed to start at like I don't know six thirty. It's like seven fifteen. It hasn't started yet, but he's not there. So come to find out, Bruce got caught in his own traffic because traffic was fucking horrible. Because anytime you do a big show at Wrigley, traffic is horrible. So Craig gets there about seven thirty. We make our way to the uh, to our seats. I think it finally starts at eight o'clock. And the concert was amazing. Like it was the best show I've ever seen. Fucking speaking of cool special guests, Eddie Vedder came out and he did Atlantic City with Springsteen, which is like the coolest thing I've ever seen in concert. Tom Morello was there. Tom and Eddie did some shit together. Uh, it was just such a good show. Man, I cried a bunch. It was the first show after uh, I'd seen after Clarence uh, Clemens pass, and they were doing like this big tribute to him in the show, and that was really cool. Uh, yeah, it was great. And then, uh, we had to walk after the show, like, the two miles back to Craig's car, because I also lost my, um, L pass, and he had bought a weekend pass, which you cannot pass back. So I couldn't get on the L. So we just had to walk from Wrigley to, like, DePaul, where he had parked. And also, I was getting on a plane in three days. Oh, no! So I needed to get, real quick, get replacement, credit card, debit card, ID, so boy, that was really unfun. But, it was a great night anyway, and what's weird when I look back, I only remember the really great parts about it and not the frustrating, like the emotionally I remember feeling really good, even though I know it was like draining and hard at the time. Uh, but I'm really hopeful that yesterday's show, in the future, I don't get pickpocketed and it's just a very smooth, pleasant experience. <laughs> Cause I'd love to see Bruce without having no money, no credit card. And a dead cell phone.
2: But also maybe that's the way you gotta see them, you know what I mean? Oh, oh. <laughs>
1: maybe. Well that's interesting.
0: It's, do you think there's anywhere in St. Louis I could go get mugged?
1: Uh, plenty of places. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Name five.
0: <laughs> Give me five RVs. intersections. <laughs> the other RV? Yeah, there's five RVs in St. Louis. <laughs> Done. Any of those. Done yeah man um, and I'm also going with Craig to this next concert, so I don't know maybe maybe he masterminded this so I would end <laughs> up having like a really like powerful night the weirdly the place I was going on the plane three days later was to a, an academic conference about Bruce Springsteen
1: oh weird crazy.
0: yeah so I had that story to you tell like, there
1: love
2: Bruce Springsteen.
0: so the the fucked up part about it though like the whole process of um of, like, getting a new license was so easy. Like, I guess the state of Illinois basically gives you a freebie. If this is your first replacement, they charge you five bucks for it. So, whatever. I had that in cash. Um, the replacement credit and debit card super easy. But magically, like... Oh, I oh, no, I didn't get the replacement credit card. That's what happened. They just sent me a debit. They, like, rushed it. And somehow, Chase had double-withdrawn a credit card payment the day I got on the plane... And they, they refunded the money, but it, you know, when they refund money, it doesn't get in for like five business days. I had 50 bucks for a weekend in New Jersey. Uh, yeah. So I ate a lot of Wendy's. Well,
2: I mean, New Jersey's like a third world country. Right? 50
0: bucks. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> ate like a king at a Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I have dual residency in New Jersey. <laughs> You ever wonder why I miss some meetings? I'm I have a whole Jersey family. What? Yeah, no, but that. Oh man, I don't know. Have you guys ever been like a pickpocketed or robbed before? Uh, Mug?
2: No, I mean nothing personally. Like my my family when I was a kid, their house was broken into, we the stuff was stolen. But yeah. not me personally. I'm usually like not comfortable. I like need my personal space, so I think I'd be a hard person to pickpocket because like I generally avoid being crammed into places. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, that's kind of the last time I took a red line train at rush hour. Yeah. I probably would just walk at this point, yeah. or Uber or something. Yeah. How about you?
2: Nope. No. Oh, no,
0: You guys are lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it was only the once for me. But uh, once is enough. It's pretty unfun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I
2: mean that's a pretty shitty thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: But the scary thing is, too, my social security card was in my wallet, which I know is a mistake, and I never got it back. So, like, right away I signed up for, like, this, like... Uh, you can do, uh, I think six months of credit monitoring for free with the government where, like, they'll tell you if anyone, like, does anything drastic with your, um, your social, and it didn't happen, so oh, nice. I assume the number's dead, unless they're just playing a long con, yeah. <laughs> waiting it out.
2: They're just waiting I mean, yeah. it out, yeah. Could just be that they wanted whatever cash was in there and they just threw out your, your card, or your <laughs> wallet, which you saw the cards weren't working.
0: Yeah, probably. Hope they like that Guitar Center credit card, $200 credit on it, though. That was, like, the last one I canceled. They might have got some strings and I never know.
2: Huh. <laughs> 300 bucks. Yeah. They could have got, like, a, a Fender for that kind of thing. Fuck. Like...
0: My, that's my Fender.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm going to go on a Fender Bender. That's what they call it, right? When you go, like, destroy Fender guitars. Yeah.
2: That's what they call it. That is what they call it. Yeah. When mm-hmm. I'm looking at you with with glazed
0: over eyes right now. Are you, are you high right now? <laughs> No, uh, no. <laughs> Okay that was a no We said it at the same time yeah. Cool well um I was, I was originally going to try to record this a day after the concert But I'm just going to assume that it was wonderful And I had a great weekend Guys what did you do this past weekend that was really cool Uh, uh the, concert,
2: the weekend that you went to the concert? Yeah 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 <laughs> oh, uh...
0: From Monday's perspective
2: so, what? Obviously, obviously you guys heard that crazy thing in the news about that company that made a lot of money, but well, yeah. I just happened to buy so many stocks in it. Yeah. So I've made like a five million dollars.
1: Cool. Oh man. That that yeah. That's really cool. Um, this weekend I just, you know. <laughs>
0: had sex with the Shira had voice. Had sex
1: with the Shira voice. And it was period sex because I'm definitely uh. bleeding right now. <laughs> Cool. So Thank you, I Katie. Get a UTI.
0: Katie, have you done an R stories before? No. No, you haven't. <laughs> I. Can't. Okay. So, guys, <laughs> this is this is what a conversation with Katie is like. If you couldn't tell from her onstage stories, it's all real.
1: <laughs> I'm a disgusting person.
0: Oh, we love you, Katie. I like, like
1: to think
2: period sex is just every every. Like it, Every thrust ending with, a dif- like, a definitive <laughs> point.
0: Oh, oh, I was thinking, like, 1800s, like, 1900s. This is Victorian sex. <laughs> yeah, that as
1: well. Yeah. That, is, that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta
0: I, do it. I, yeah, I like that move as well. <laughs> Where
1: before the man comes, he proclaims, I cometh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, like Iceman. That's yeah. Well, that's just present day sex, right?
1: <laughs> right? Uh Yeah.
0: You know why they call it present day sex? Because it's like a gift.
1: You guys want to hear a really gross thing that
0: happened to me this week? Oh, uh, we probably. So that's probably a good time to go, and we'll just talk about that off mic. If you guys want Katie to host her own call and sex show, <laughs> uh, make sure to call 405, 405 jaw nerd, and uh, Katie will take all your sex questions <laughs> and then tell you gross sex stories. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week with another Our Stories, and then our next Your Stories is March 20th at Big Isle Brewing, and our special guests are International Tom Hanks Day founders, and we're really excited to do this show. Katie helped set it up, and it's going to be super great, so uh, be back for that in two weeks as well. Uh, you guys got any parting words you want to say that aren't a gross story?
1: It's, it was about barfing. It was not about sex. <laughs> well, when we do the barfing episode, <laughs> we can talk about it, Katie. <laughs> Okay.
0: It was about barfing. What were you going to say about barfing, Katie? <laughs> you barfed when you were having sex. <laughs> yeah, that was it.
1: <laughs> whatever she says next is going to be made up. <laughs> yeah. This is not real. <laughs> I got really drunk in the middle of the week and told Logan I didn't have to barf, and he took away the bucket he brought me to barf into, and then I barfed <laughs> <laughs> all over my bedroom.
0: <laughs> That is... That is not becoming behavior for she Princess of Power.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: She-Ra she always knows what she's gonna throw.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing up! I can't do she I mean, The thing is, though, well, just real quick, the thing is, if there's even... There's no cost to having that garbage. Yeah, thing. I know. Pride.
0: Pride is the cost.
2: <laughs> as soon as he took it away. <laughs> if there's a chance that I might barf in the next three days, I will always have a bag of a garbage can
0: near me. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. We'll see you in a week with more stories. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful uh, time doing everything, just being alive. Let's all enjoy being alive. Have a blessed day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that got weird.
0: This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com.
1: Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.